0: Are you in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, I think your your timings a little off. You think we're going to one a.m.? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, it's nine thirty. We're watching the two two and a half hour movie. Yeah,
1: but we're doing a half hour before we're, okay, we're this about might to talk. One a.m. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think we're going to need a full half hour before we watch the movie? I feel like you know what? I don't so much.
1: I don't think that we will because. You know, we're gonna we'll be well, we've got some facts and stuff to go over. All right. Remind me how the the last movie ended with the huge airplane battle, right?
0: Right. They drove down the longest, uh the longest airstrip in yeah. world history. <laughs> the history of the world. They they shot harpoons at a plane rather than the engine right. and kept it down and oh right, those danger harpoons. Yep. We lost um Galgado or sorry, Galgadot we lost Giselle. Han yeah. finally decided that he was going uh to Tokyo and we lost Han. Um and now uh we're moving on to you know we found out that Jason Statham killed Han and is going after the family and for what reason we don't know who he is, we don't know. All we know is um uh it's going to get furious.
1: Right. And so now now we have now we have, we're really in it now. Now we're like these are movies where we're just they're superhero movies now. Now we're we're just they're superhero movies. We've yeah we've transcended we've transcended anything else,
0: right? And in the last one, it it was very Jason Bourne James Bond esque where they you know the the bad guy wanted the thing that was gonna. Be sold to a superpower and so it could have caused world war three and so we are we are solidly in the family is saving the world territory and right. i will say we're no, we're not going to get out of that pool anytime soon we're in it for the long run
1: yeah, now it's almost like every time we see the family get together, it's a world-saving event. It's no longer just like a local drug dealer needs to be
0: taken down. We've exactly. become we've become James Bond. They graduated. They graduated yeah. from, you know, the minor leagues to the majors and and honestly, I, this is uh, this is a path that works really well for them because the the last movie did really well financially uh this film uh you know we'll talk about it towards the second half of the podcast after we've watched it but it also does really well uh financially so you know it's something that works fi- you know as far as the box office goes so they lean into it i can't i can't wait to see where they take the
1: story now i can't wait to see what we do what we do with the story and where it goes i think last time i was like okay we did <laughs> last time i think i guessed submarine is the next is the only the only right. thing I can think of is uh, like ocean. Now we've got to go to the ocean. It's got to be a cruise ship. It's got to be a submarine. I'm not exactly. It's got to be something on the water.
0: Right, right. The last one before that, you you predicted plane, and sure enough, we got that big plane set piece at the end. So we'll see how you fare this time. Uh, do you think there are any other twists in store now? Uh, just to set things up contextually, this is. This is the last film with Paul Walker. This is the film where oh. Paul Walker died in the middle of production. And so they had to do rewrites. They had to, um, for some scenes, they used his brother as a body double and then digitally put his face uh, over it. Um, so, you know, this this movie that we're going to see isn't necessarily the original vision of the movie. It's one that they had to adjust because of that. So, Okay. Um, do you feel
1: like... Do you feel like as a fast and the furious, you know, like Lord that you are of knowledge and things, do you feel like it it significantly impact the story? They make the story worse, like, or is it still
0: a fine, fast film? I think it's still a fine, fast film. It is a, it is a mass. It's obviously a, a, cause they have to write them out of, you know, future films. Right. So right. It, it is a big impact on where the story goes without spoiling anything. But I, I think they handled it really, really well. Um, I think uh, a lot of people cried in the theater when I saw this. And uh, I think it, it still makes for a good film. Actually, I will say this. I just saw nine in theaters um, a couple of weeks ago and as i was like in my head rating the movies i actually think this movie furious 7 is either my second favorite or it is tied for favorite with 5 so i i as far as like up down up down i think you're in for a really good movie like i don't think this suffers from from everything that happened i do think you're going to notice some of it and it's going to feel a little off but um, I think yeah. as far as a movie goes, it, it is actually one of my more favorite of the modern Fast and the Furious films. I can't wait. So, yeah, uh, that said, now we're going to go watch it and then we're going to come right back. So if you've seen the movie before, you could just keep listening. If you want to watch along with us, we're going to have a second episode that comes out with this one where you could watch along with us and sync up with the movie. Um, or if you've never seen it before, pause right now, go watch it on your own, and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah, where Rob's going to come back and like blow our minds away with wild facts and interesting tales, and we'll discuss
0: movie. to Toretto, you don't know me. You're about to.
1: Looks like the sons of London have followed us home. Remember Owen Shaw this is a big bad brother we'll be in hunting
0: one last nice ride well rob it's now it's now uh midnight hey hey i think we'll we'll be done before one that's we'll get out <laughs> early <laughs> unless you well, were planning I, I for us to go right credits. at
1: eight i we didn't account for the credits that's all that's i just i And, you know, the credits are so – these movies have so much post-production. You know, there are just, like, seas of
0: names in the credits of these movies. (laughs) So we earned a couple of minutes there. Yeah, Uh, for sure. So so that was Furious 7. What did you think? You know what? It was really great because um, there
1: was this interesting – you know, kind of, uh, I think they're finding this interesting place with the plots now where they're like, a they're mercenaries essentially, you know, like they're just like whoever, whoever's going to hire them. And then we'll find out by the end of the movie, if the people who hired them are good or bad, you know? Um, and, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I think that that's fine. You know what I mean? It's kind of what Mission Impossible does. You know, eventually they just kind of get, I can't think of any other, Indiana Jones, I can't, I don't know. But like they find, they eventually find their groove in terms of like, okay, here's a functional storytelling device. And now the team is, this is what they are. And this is what they do. And they're up against these kinds of threats. And, you know, bing, bang, boom. It feels very, it feels very Mission Impossible if if the main plot device was cars you know right
0: and but what they do i think really well is that while they they set it up like that it's still interconnected like this wasn't like oh hey we're here i got a new job for you if you're willing to take it it's more like no this is directly incited by the last movie because you have shaw's brother shaw and so it still keeps it personal in a weird way where it's just it's it's they're getting roped into it every time but like you said they find that groove that allows them to go all right well here we are on another adventure um and they just kind of they go for it Um, do you think that that was actually luke evans or you think that was like a body cast
1: he doesn't move or anything like that. You think it's um, just a body cast off the last movie like they did with uh like they did with the with the dead Krypton from uh in Superman two?
0: That is a good question. I feel like it could be it could go either way. And um I I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say it could go either way. Um, I think one of the things that makes me really appreciate this movie, and it's something that comes with, I think, having a new director, because this one was directed by James Wan instead of Justin Lin. James Wan previously had directed Saw. Um, uh, Insidious, oh my god, the are you Conjuring, serious? Insidious Chapter Two, yeah.
1: You know what's so funny when that that whole that whole montage where I was like, "This would be a great music video set," in the other in the back of my head, I was thinking, "I've seen this set before in a Saw movie." It's so, <laughs> well, that's amazing go. that he directed Saw because that whole that whole like dark that whole like dark flashing like shadowy scene felt very Saw like. So that's amazing. And
0: it, I don't know. I think what he brings, I'll you know to be honest i haven't seen saw or any of the other movies he's directed so i can't really comment but i think the pacing in this movie is a little bit like if you compare this to five i feel like it's a little bit snappier i think i think it felt like they when they designed this movie they were like all right we're going to use these scenes to bridge from a set piece to set piece. But we know people are here for the set pieces. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I 100 percent. I feel like they got to the point where they're just like, listen, it's it's number
1: seven. OK, we're going to just pull back a little bit on the over explaining how we're getting into these scenarios. You get it. You get it. It's normalized now. These scenarios are normalized. So we don't have to over-explain to you what's happening. We're going to, like you said earlier, video game mission this. And it's like, here's three sentences going into the scenario that we need to accomplish. And then halfway through the scenario, we're going to give you three. We're going to rewrite those three sentences so we don't get picked (laughs) up for plagiarizing. You know, that plagiarizing tool that they use for high school students. We're going to rewrite those sentences and just repeat them to you so that you remember what you're out there doing.
0: Exactly. And, you know, we'll give you we'll give you two minutes at a time of character development, whether it's between Letty and Dom or between Brian and Mia. But it's don't worry, it's only gonna be two, three minutes and then we're going to get right back into the next set piece. Now, that right. said, the critical flaw in the story of Furious Seven that other people have pointed out that I think once you notice it makes the whole movie ridiculous, more so than usual, is that the premise of this film is that Mr. Nobody and this government agency has enlisted the help of the Furious family to get this tool, God's Eye, that they need because they don't want it to end up in the hand of a warlord. But the trade-off is, oh, if you get this God's Eye and we will let you use this tool to find Shaw. That said, every single step of the way of getting God's Eye, Shaw shows up. They don't need God's eye to find Shaw. All they have to do is sit in one spot for more than five minutes and Shaw will show up. They did not have to help that's, Mr. Nobody Well, you at know all. what?
1: That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you know, but, 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 but Dom is only successful if he's rolling in with his
0: own plan. You know what I mean? Except, except when they do get God's eye and they roll up on him with their own plan. They it just all it to goes us. to shit. It yeah. goes to shit.
1: And then and then and then even funnier is that later in the movie you see that if you have God's eye in your possession you can essentially thwart the the plans of any of your enemies because you can see and hear everything they're doing and so like we didn't know that he was getting uber eats delivered we didn't know that he had like guys standing outside of every door with grenades we didn't you know like we didn't know all this stuff because we just saw him with it knowing all of your
0: moves to the point where you blew up every one of your cars and i mean ultimately in the end, they didn't use God's eye to find Shaw. Shaw just showed up in LA and then they had a fight on a uh, parking. Like you could jump right from that first time that uh, Dom and Shaw hit each other head to head to the next time, like without everything in the middle. And it was still had made sense of, Oh, Shaw found Dom and then they faced off. But this time he was prepared with the shotgun and you know, all of that. So like, Plot-wise, it's one of the weaker movies once you notice how, you know, shaky that all is. But I still don't care because the set pieces were some of my favorite. All the cars falling out of the airplane or uh, Abu Dhabi when they're going from building to building or just the ridiculous passing off of Ramsey from car to car. Like, it's just all so fun that I just... Never really cared about any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I really. It. it you're right. You're 100 right. It was really fun. It makes me wonder if, in the long term, like like Brian was supposed to have like maybe more of a in, in, like important role in a certain plot piece that right. had to get like ironed out. So that, um, because I mean, w- what we really see is that they're like, well we can't we're not going to kill brian off in the movie even though you know we lost paul we're going to give brian like a proper send-off and the best way to do that is to essentially neuter brian's role in the larger scheme of things and instead have the supporting cast constantly reminding brian about how lucky he is to have a family and how family is important how everyone's proud of him for being a family man every time we talk to brian it's another character saying brian it's great that you like family more than cars that's so cool none of us do you know what i mean like it's like you know, it's <laughs> it's this it's this like long overdone like hey brian fa- are you thinking about family right now buddy i i Every time I see you, man, I think about family. It's just the craziest thing. I I just think about how you have a family and how happy you'd be having a family and how families are good. Uh, Anyway, hey, do you like to have a family on a beach? I think you should have a family, Brian.
0: In fairness, I prefer that over if they had killed him off or something. I, I do appreciate that his his arc concludes with like all right i'm ready to be minivan guy even though yeah like you said they kind of had to tell him and obviously i think they had to tell him because had they written it differently maybe he would have on his own come to the conclusion that that's what he wanted but they didn't have paul to film those scenes so um instead it's sort of like you said them giving him lessons but um I don't know. I think that was a way fitting and more fitting ending for his character as opposed to just, you know, uh, killing him off or, you know, recasting him. Um, I'm, I'm looking on Wikipedia actually right now. Cause I'm curious. I never actually looked into it. And it says, uh, in January of 2014, time reported that Walker's character would be retired instead of killed. And that new scenes would be developed in order to allow the franchise to continue without him. Um, They talk about Weta Digital replacing his face uh, with his brother as a stand-in. Yeah, okay, so not a lot of actual specific details as to how the stories changed, um, but clearly it had to have changed. Uh, I think certain plot elements was, you know, I think like the whole God's Eye thing was pretty much the same. I think it was, like you said, they kind of had to neuter his character and he probably had a bigger role. In the action sequences that they just kind of cut down. Yeah, on. I
1: would I would assume that it would have been like, um, he would have been more involved in like the final fight in some way. Right. And it's what's interesting is they really had an opportunity to, to get rid of him as a character. The missile could have just hit his car at the end. Oh, they did like,
0: it so many times. And you watch that movie again, and they they set it up for Brian to die many many times, and he gets out of it. Which I remember watching this in the theater and having that constant thought in the back of my head of like, because at that point I had not read this time report. So I thought, oh, they could they could kill him off. And I was like, oh, is this going to be where it happens? Ooh, is this going to be where it happens? So there was this constant teasing of like, oh, is this where Brian dies? And then it didn't happen. Meanwhile, they kind of set up the teasing for Dom too there. And it, I didn't buy it for a second. Like, the you know, it, it felt almost weird to have Dom at the very end there, you know, need to be, uh, I guess, cried on back to life from, from what was relatively yeah. a small car accident compared to everything else you've Com- had gone through. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. We saw this guy drive off a cliff backwards, and now he, like, just, like, hit a concrete pole at the end of a thing. Like, I mean, I it's it's so funny it's so funny i wonder, funny how I wonder they...
0: if it was meant to be kind of like to throw people to go like ha like because there maybe there was a, a a split second where i was like oh wow are they gonna kill off dom instead of brian and this is the end of fast and the furious um but i don't know it didn't you know did didn't did it fly
1: i did i did love how we had the whole abu dhabi side like a complete it was like the it was like the um the casino scene in the, in that star wars movie you know what i mean it was like we just added this whole plot point in to ultimately just circle back around for like no no good reason you know it's like it's it's like yeah, well it's
0: another yeah is that they needed one more set piece in there and i i i I liked it i feel like they do such it was, it was an a lot of Hot Wheels moments, whether it was the plane or Abu Dhabi. Well, it uh, felt like
1: they saw a, a go- mission Impossible: ghost protocol. And they're just like, <laughs> we're just like, Hey, someone called the location scout and see how much, ta- how many tax credits they got. <laughs> uh, let's just make part of the movie there. You know, <laughs> um, or it was the same location guy. It's like, guys, you're never going to believe the deal. I got the mission impossible people. I could get you the same thing.
0: Now credit to the filmmakers, those set pieces were incredible. Um, In particular, the scene where the cars are dropped out of the airplane, they actually dropped cars out of an airplane for that. Obviously, there were no actors inside, Um, but they had skydivers jumping out to film the entire thing while all of the cars were falling. Um, This is when I think the movie leans in on a strength which is okay we're going to do a lot of ridiculous stuff with cars and a lot of it's going to be unrealistic but we're still going to shoot it with real cars because that looks better than cg and it certainly did Um, the transformers movies never get right yeah it says here a total of 340 cars were used in the film and more than 230 cars were destroyed in the making of the film So, so how many cars is left Oh, boy, I got to go back to school. That's 110 cars. Oh, my gosh. Where are those cars? They should give them out as prizes. (laughs) They're saving them for the next movie. Only 10% of the action sequences in the film were computer generated. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's really cool though. You know what I mean?
1: That's, what's going to make these movies hold up in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You know, it's the dress it's Jurassic Park syndrome, man. It's like, you know, the more you can do practically and the more you can use CGI to help you do practical effects instead of replace practical effects, using CGI to like bolster your practical effects is the way to go. You know what I mean? Although my god that one explosion at the top of the movie behind the yeah. the, the, the reception desk <laughs> was so after effects explosiony. I was just like, did we just download that off YouTube, guys?
0: I mean, uh yeah, they had a listen, did you just hear they had they destroyed 230 cars. They had to save money somewhere. Those cars they were given all <laughs> of those cars. You think that they
1: bought any of those cars? Well, uh, that's a good point. There are a lot of car logos in
0: this this movie there's
1: nothing but car logos in this movie wait
0: what was the thing we we talked about while we were watching the movie that would would make a good video oh uh the relative uh box office success of hulk hogan versus the rock
1: yeah that's definitely something we need to dig into i'm telling you man i
0: feel like it's going to be a clear winner for the rock but i'm interested we have to adjust for inflation bruh. Even then I don't think Hulk did anything as big as these movies. And you've got Relative to include
1: Hulk Hogan's Sex Tape too for you know domestic gross.
0: Did that make money?
1: I don't know, but it was domestically gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you count the lawsuit money when it when it killed Gawker?
1: yeah Um, man that was wild wasn't it i forgot that hulk hogan (laughs) pile-drived gawker too man it just when when you thought he was out of the game he still wrestled down another baddie
0: oh boy so (laughs) okay furious seven uh you were expecting some submarines some yeah i was expecting
1: submarines and boats and i we really didn't get any submarines
0: and boats I know
1: I, I hope the franchise still gives it to me though
0: but you did get um you get more plane action yeah you we got, got so, helicopters yeah. you got cars falling out of airplanes you got you
1: know what it was it, you know what it was another the last whole segment was another video game villain it really was you know what I mean like the rogue robot that's chasing oh, you sure. around the city this was such a video game like who
0: wrote it was it a video game writer written by Chris Morgan he, that guy
1: loves video games.
0: Well, he's written um, Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, Wanted, Fast Five, Furious Six, Furious Seven, Fate of the Furious. Um, he der- he produced The Mummy. Okay, good. Didn't which one, the Tom Sean Cruise
1: wrote... Mummy or the Brendan Fraser Mummy?
0: Tom Tom Cruise Mummy. Oh no! He produced it. He produced it. He didn't write it or anything.
1: I haven't watched. Can we watch? Can we watch that movie in this in this podcast <laughs> series? I've never watched it. I would love to watch that. There's <sighs> so many movies, Rob, that I haven't watched that we really should uh, that that we need to add to this series. Um, oh, let's also let's not forget all of the Tokyo Drift cameos that we had in this movie.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it because I love that this is again this is another example of them retroactively tying these films together, and I love that. But boy, oh boy, that actor who plays Sean Lucas Black, 57 years old uh, when they were filming this movie, canonically 17 in high school or 18 in high school um, in, in Japanese high school. Definitely one of those moments where you have to just turn off your brain and go, don't worry, about don't, th- don't worry about it. Don't worry about the flip phones. Don't worry about the fact that this guy is clearly in his 40s now. Just go with the flow and be excited about the fact that you're tying back all the way back to Tokyo Drift which is just like a really cool moment. You also got a little bit of that with them going back to race wars at the beginning. Um, yeah, that was really great to see. Yeah. It, like you said, um, them prepping for the final battle in LA channels, that energy of the first film, you know, sawing off the shotgun and yeah, you know, just like, let's it, show them how we do things downtown, you know, exactly. Um, which I, I don't know how much of that had to do with the fact that they had a new director who maybe could approach these films from a different perspective as opposed to had it been, you know, uh, Justin Lin again, who had such a close connection to the franchise. Granted, he didn't direct the first one, but like, I don't know, maybe it took having somebody on the outside to make those callbacks or to have that spiritual vibe of those early movies in there. But I think it worked. Um now, I will say this is the movie <laughs> with each movie. It just gets bigger and bigger. So Fast and the Furious six budget of, it says here, 160 to 260 million. What with marketing box office gross, 788 million. Any guesses on what Furious seven did? That was Furious six. See, so yeah, six did 788 million dollars.
1: Oh, but this was Paul Walker, I don't know, probably like 850.
0: 850? So this movie had an estimated budget of up to 250 million dollars, and its box office gross was one and a half billion dollars. So this Jesus. is like full Marvel. This is full Marvel. Wow.
1: Right? No wonder it got a ride in Universal Studios. It, it was
0: such a bad one though. Um, is CGI Paul Walker in that ride? Uh, actually, no, he is not in that. um There are CGI everybody else. Everybody else in that ride is seems you know. Even Gal Gadot and Han. No, okay, they're not in it either. Oh, there's so many bad things about <laughs> <laughs> this you ride. We didn't do an episode about that ride. Oh, we're we're totally gonna do an episode about that ride. And I, like I said, I want to get Alicia Stella on that one.
1: That's amazing.
0: Um, I'm trying to look at two uh, highest grossing films to see where this one lands. And um, Box Office Mojo says this is the ninth highest grossing film of all time. This is above Frozen 2. This is above Avengers Age of Ultron. This is above Black Panther the last Harry Potter movie, you know the the, the death Jedi. of like
1: you know the death of your lead like nothing sells nothing sells art more than death, honestly honestly you know no no one no one starts listening and paying attention until after you're gone, you know what I mean I mean that's yeah. the thing like until people realize what they you know it's it's like it's like it's like it's like actor death fomo or something you know what I mean like Michael Jackson made more money after he died than he ever made when he was alive. It's crazy.
0: Definitely. I think that plays a a big part of it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Part of this, this was the film where I got into the franchise and it was because I had a coworker who was a big fan who was like super excited for when this came out. And I was just like, all right, well, I got to watch the other ones. But I think part of my interest in seeing it was like, oh, well, how are they going to deal with? what happened with Paul Walker. So I am sure it definitely put people in seats. Now this isn't the last fast and the furious to break a billion dollars. So I think uh, another part of it was just the franchise was becoming bigger and bigger and bigger, but for sure, I think everything with Paul Walker brought a lot of people into, into the mix. Um, You know uh, I don't know what else I have left to say about the film. Besides I really like how they treated The ending with Paul Walker, not just in terms of the fact that they didn't kill him off, but I do like that. They kind of just break the fourth wall and you have Vin Diesel just kind of talking about Paul Walker through voiceover. And uh, I think a big part of that is, you know, just to get behind the scenes for a second. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel were were really close friends. So it hit Vin Diesel really hard when uh, Paul died. And so there were a lot of stories going around about him you know, um, uh, just, uh, you know, him trying to console Paul Walker's mom and just like, there's a sense to all of it where it's not just like, oh, they're actors who work together on this franchise. Um, It's, there's more to it, especially because I think, you know, as far as acting goes, like you think about The Rock, he's been in so many different movies or Kurt Russell or, you know, these all these actors kind of have, uh span the gamut but for paul walker and vin diesel it or mostly paul walker over vin diesel the fast and the furious franchise is like was his thing so i really i like the montage at the end i love the music i definitely shed a tear in the theater the first time i saw it um yeah i thought it was just a great i thought it was handled really well yeah and what's so
1: fascinating is now in looking back now watching this it's so amazing how fast the furious always does it first and that whole ending kind of thing is exactly what they did at the end of Endgame, playing old clips from the entire franchise
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> except it's weird because i guess in both cases the franchises are not over And also,
1: I guess, as in the Furious, they didn't do it in the
0: credit sequence.
1: But the story lost a bunch of huge characters in the same way. You know what I mean? Not in the same way, literally, but in the same way, you know. Knowing that the next
0: movie will not have. Yeah, and so
1: and so there was that there was that Fast the Furious montage at the end of Endgame. Apparently, I didn't know at the time, but it's all Fast the Furious has done is it's like paving the way for the MCU in ways that I need to pay more attention to the Fast the Furious cinematic universe because it's it's just it's just gonna tell me what's gonna happen next when with Loki season two.
0: Universal, this is why I don't get why Universal was so. So, in on, like, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do the monsters thing, we're gonna bring back the mummy and Dracula and the invisible man. We need our own MCU. Universal Studios
1: would print money if, in Epic Universe, they just literally built, rebuilt Radiator Spring Racers with just, yeah, (laughs) Dom Toretto's, Dom Toretto's LA racers. And it's just like, you know, you you, you cruise through a, like, you know, the suburbs of, you know, a suburb of L.A. And then you go into the show building and it's but it's just a bunch of animatronics of like Dom and Letty. And they're like, hey, we got to <laughs> muscle up these cars. And then you get to the shop and then they're like, we're going to put in the USB drive now. And then you
0: race. And then over in the other land, you have Hobbs and Shaw land. And, you know, no, no, no that-
1: you're racing each other. Well, yeah, yeah. Dom Toretto's Race Wars. Dom Toretto's L.A. Race Wars coming suit to Universal Hollywood. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to end the podcast. We have to end the podcast. <laughs>
0: Well, there you have it. Oh, uh, we need... <laughs> okay. okay, hold on. Before we... Oh, we, no. We will end the podcast, but I need to know predictions for the next movie. The Fate of the oh. Furious, F8. Okay,
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the cruise ship. It, ha- it worked for Speed 2. It'll work for this one.
0: Okay. okay. Um,
1: some kind of boat. I'm going to assume Luke Evans wakes
0: up in the next Inter- one. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I think the next one probably starts with like Luke Evans waking up in the hospital like it was very walking dead.
0: <laughs> the franchise just bounces ping-pongs between Shaw Brothers. They just keep taking the they just keep taking the baton. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? All right. Well, we're getting close. We've got Fast 8, we've got uh, Fast 9, and we got Hobbs and Shaw, three movies left. I and can't possibly up.
1: I can't possibly imagine, I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we're going to just introduce new new supervillains. I mean, I'm fine with that. Sign me up.
0: Man, and just you don't know how literal I can't say anything. I can't say anything. It's like with I every movie wait. you get closer to knowing more and then yet there's still so much more for you to know. So much to learn. All right. Well, Dan, uh how could people find you on the internet if they want more of uh you in between? Hey, I'm episodes? Disney
1: Dan on YouTube,
0: Instagram, Twitter perfect and, all those places come find me disney dan i am uh midway to main street on youtube and uh we're gonna wrap things up because we're 20 minutes away from actually ending at 1 a.m so i don't want to <laughs> we got to get out a little early <laughs> until yeah you just gotta prove time. me wrong right <laughs> yeah
1: until next time we're a family here
0: be, be family i felt like you said that with a cadence like there needed to be an end a closer there but i had nothing
1: it's not delivery it's family